1: Chasing after idols like nothing else matters. That's our current society, as we'll see next. We tend to think of idols as those little wooden things that they used to worship centuries ago and how simple-minded that really was. Fact is, our world is full of idols today like no other time in history, and we chase after them as if nothing else matters. So what is the answer? Well, it's found here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, exposing the high places. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman, from the Well a Christian Community here in Livermore, California. Join us in 2 Corinthians 10 as we take a look at the idols that we chase after next. Here's Pastor Napoleon.
2: We, as a body of Christ, the people of God, have to make sure that we are steadfast, that we are firm, that we are unmoved when it comes to a lot of the things that are going on that are trying to pressure the church to conform. To what the world would like the church to be. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the originator and the one that gave birth and brought forth the church. Through the influence of the Holy Spirit we are sustained. We are accountable to the Holy Spirit and to the Lord. To make sure that we do things. We preach things. We are staying in tune with what the Spirit of God is having. uh, Staying in tune with what He's saying. And I could care less what the culture wants, what the culture thinks, what they like. It's all about what Jesus has said in his word. And sometimes what Jesus says in his word is totally contrary to what we see in the culture. And in some cases, what we feel uh, when it comes to our personal preference is acceptable. It's not about our opinion. It's about his opinion. Amen? Amen. It's about what he said. And for us, we have to be mindful of this. So I've been studying, in the, in the uh, and I've been talking to my wife about this a lot. I've been, I've been studying about the high places. And from a spiritual standpoint, what kind of significance does that have for us in our day? When you pick up your Bible and you read the Old Testament, the children of Israel, God raised them up as a mighty nation. They were to adapt and, and to adopt god's laws and his rules his standards his view of things they implemented this within their nation and then they began to to grow and and take land and and get just god began to use them mightily but one of the things that he would say to them in the old testament is when you go into a city when you go into a nation he says don't do what the people in that nation are doing he said, when you go in, tear down. And you and I give you this land. He said, I want you to go in. I want you to tear down the high places. The high places were places where the Canaanites and the Jebusites and the Perizzites and, and all these other nations. They would go. And this was cultural. They would go. And they'd go to a high mountain. And they would sacrifice their children to false gods. To false gods. And they would offer up incense on these mountains. And they would... And they would do, quite frankly, detestable things in the sight of God. And they would make altars and pillars and things. And, they, and so God told them, when you go into these places, so don't do like they do. He said, go in and tear down their altars. Tear down those things that they're sacrificing on. It. And he said, remove them, eradicate it from the land. Clean, purge the land, clean it out. So that I can establish you, you can grow and you can mature. But when you read the book of Judges and you read the book of first and second kings, and, and you read these books, you see that oftentimes the children of Israel would go in and they would they would they would talk about God, but then they refused to totally take out these altars and take down and throw down these high places. And so what you ended up having was was mixture was mixture they talked about God and they wanted God, but they still wanted their high places and and because of natural ties and relationships they would they refused to cut things off and just allow the land to be purged and cleansed in our day it 's the same thing I mean we have when it, even when it comes to christianity there 's so much mixture, and part of the reason is because we don 't understand that. In this day, we don't see the high places as we know them. It's altars and big things. Now, in certain countries, when you go, I've been different places around the world preaching the gospel. And I've, and I've seen altars and different things. But when I look at those altars, I know that, that, that the altars are just a visible picture of what's going on internally within the minds of the people. That it's not just the physical thing that God was trying to deal with. It's a mental thing that God is trying to deal with. So when we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Apostle Paul. He understands this. It's not just what you see externally. That is the issue. It is what is taking place internally. That really is the issue. And what God was trying to get at. And that is. Is that. When it comes to, you create what you've you've dreamed of or what you've thought of or what you've imagined within your own mind. And this is what these individuals had done in the Old Testament, being influenced by the devil, of course, as we know this. But for all of us, we have to fight this battle mentally. And we have to understand that from a New Testament standpoint, and you'll see this, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And God is going to teach us here, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 on down to 6, is going to teach us here how to deal with these high places, which really are thought systems that God wants to eradicate from our lives. It says here in verse 1, Now I, Paul, myself, am pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent, am bold toward you. But I beg you that when I, when I am present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend to be bold against some who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. Look what it says. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the what? Flesh. He says, for the weapons of our warfare, somebody say warfare, Warfare. somebody say warfare, Warfare. understand that as a Christian, as a believer, and just as a human being, and I talked about this several weeks ago, but it has to be clear that that we are, are in a battle, it is a fight. The devil His system and everything, and you're going to see this in the scripture, is very clear. And one of the greatest ways that the devil operates in our lives is by convincing us that he does not exist. He convinces, he wants to convince people if he can remain hidden in your life, then he's got you. He'll keep you bound. If he, if he can remain hidden, if he can just convince you that you're just always going to be a liar. That's just who you are. Your mama was like that. Your daddy was like that. Your cousin. Just accept it. You're just always going to. If he can convince you that you're someone that you're not and keep you in that state, he's got you. But we have to learn as saints to not be ignorant of the enemy's schemes and devices. And to learn how to fight. To learn how to fight. To learn how to, and we're going to see this, to deal with this, these high things in our lives that need to be cast down from a mental standpoint. He says it here in verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not natural. They're not earthly. But they're mighty in God for pulling down what? Strongholds. And then he gets to it. Apostle Paul, who was very educated, he knew things from a natural standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, from a religious standpoint. This man was, had a high esteem in the nation of Israel, very well respected. He was an educated man. But he came to this place as God gave him insight. He says here in verse 5, he says, casting down arguments and every what thing high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god he says in bringing every thought somebody say every thought thought. he says every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience he says is fulfilled casting down arguments this greek word also means reasonings this word also means imaginations so from a mental standpoint there are high things in our mind that need to be cast down what we saw in the old testament visibly was just something it's just a a picture of what was going on mentally people were overtaken by idolatry and it's the same thing within our minds we have to get our minds washed and cleansed and we have to cast down Thought patterns and ways of thinking that are contrary to God's will. And so he says it here, and I love it. He says, casting down arguments, reasonings, imaginations. Those things in our mind, he says, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So the knowledge of God is going to be in competition or at war with my old way of thinking. If you can change the way a person thinks, you can change the way they live. How many know that stinking thinking can get you in some trouble? God has to come in by His Spirit, and He has to wash our minds, cleanse our minds, and teach us how to fight when this battle that is, it is, it really is a spiritual battle that's being played out in the natural And we have to start recognizing that, wait a minute, the devil is tempting me to do this stuff. The devil is trying to get me to go in his path. And if I allow this to remain in my mind, it's going to create a stronghold. It's going to be a high thing, a high place that God has to tear out of my mind. And for all of us, we have to constantly, listen, and I say this, you cannot stop A bird from flying over your head. But you can stop him from making a nest in it. And the devil's going to be flying around your life. We got to make sure that he understands this isn't a landing place for you. Can I have an amen? Amen. And we have to learn how to fight back. He says casting out arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. He says, bringing every thought. I love this. Because this tells me that that by the power of God and the grace that God gives me, that I can begin to control my thinking. I can learn to, to reject. The enemy will sit back and he's going to shoot darts and try to get you to, he's going to try to project imagery. He's going to try to shoot thoughts into your mind. All of us have to learn how to cast those things down. To reject the thought. You can reject the thought. You can tell the devil, no, no, that's not the truth. Yeah. Devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to do that. That's not God. I'm not getting involved in that. And learn how to fight back. Can I have an amen? We got to learn how to fight back in our minds. Yeah. The devil will convince you, you're not going to make it. It's not going to work out. You just no good, dirty, rat. New nobody loves you. He'll tell you everything. You walk by somebody in church. And because they didn't say hi to you. They must not like me, and I knew I shouldn't have came to the well. They don't like me over there. And nobody even saw you. <laughs> Can I have an amen? amen. Or sometimes you're thinking about, you know, all kinds of stuff. Did I turn the stove off before I left? You know, all kinds of stuff going through your mind. Not every... Saints, learn to tell the devil he's a liar. Amen. Can I have an Amen. amen. He says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now I learn how to take my high place and purify it so that it becomes obedient to Christ. And now I'm getting rid of those things that have caused idolatry in my life, that have caused foolishness in my life, because now God has taken... My high place and purified it. He's washed it. I'm clear, and now I can see clearly, think clearly, and I'm sober-minded, and I'm able to reason correctly and, and and allow the Holy Spirit to have His way in my life. But for so many people, when it comes to this point, they don't take, they don't understand that there's gonna. When the children of Israel went in to clear out the high places, there was a fight. There was a battle. He said, this is going to be war. And it's the same thing for us. If you want to get your mind back, you're going to have to fight for it back. And God is going to give you the tools. He's going to equip you to do it. He's going to cause you to do it. And you're going to, you're going to enjoy a soundness of mind. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a what? Sound mind. That my mind is pure. It's sound. I'm not flipping out anymore. I'm not paranoid anymore. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking everybody's against me. That, that now God has come in through the power of his word, through the power of his spirit, through repentance. And he's given me a sound mind and I'm learning to clear out the high places. And this is the issue. The issue is just isn't some big, you know, statue it's what created that? What imagined that? What pictured that? What, 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 whose hands formed that? It's humans that have allowed their minds to be corrupted through the influence of the enemy. And God comes in and he says, well, I'm going to wash this. I'm going to purify it. If I can change your mind, you won't create that. If I can change the way you view things, if you can get my knowledge in you, you won't make that. You, you, you won't make an idol out of your marriage. You won't, you won't make an idol out of your business. You won't make an idol out of your kids. That, that I'll be high and lifted up in your life. That God will be high and lifted up. There. That's what he's saying. Now, I, when you get the knowledge of God, then everything's about him. It's not about my stuff. My car is not my... It's not, my, it's not an idol. Stuff isn't an idol. We get back to God. And we have to learn to fight this fight. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to see what we need to do here. To make sure that as we're fighting. We're able to, to withstand. As we go through this process. And it doesn't matter if you're. One of the things I love about being born again. And how God brought me to Christ is. I had people that taught me this early in my life. At the time, I was playing pro sports, just got saved. I actually got saved, and some of the guys, I tell them all the time, I got saved at Napa, at camp, in the room, all by myself. Gave my life to Jesus. Never looked back. Never turned around. But I had people that, when I got saved, they said, Well, you got saved, but listen, the environment that you got saved in is a tough environment, and you're going to you gotta learn how to fight. Because the devil's not just going to try to let you go. You got to learn how to fight. I was like, fight? How do I fight? I will th- will fight with anybody. What's up? I just got saved, but I'll throw down. No, not like that. That's what God saved you from. Now, let's teach you how to really fight. Wow, well, yeah. And, and what happens is, he, no, no, open your Bible. Let me tell you how to fight. This is how you're going to win. This is how God's gonna cause you to be victorious. And I'm, I, I'm so thankful that I got exposed to this early. That, okay, now you got saved. Now let's teach you how to walk and to walk with Jesus. He says here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, he says, Finally, my brother, Apostle Paul again, he says, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Remember that as we're dealing with high places, dealing with our thinking, dealing with the culture trying to pressure us, all these things, there's a strength that God is going to supply us so that we can be sustained. Your Christian walk should be an ascension, it should not be a roller coaster. And for all of us, We're constantly being transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ from glory to glory. And God's taken us through a process. Now, there's going to be a washing and cleansing process that he's taken us all through. But we get stronger in our thinking. We become powerful people and God uses us to resist temptation and to bring glory to his name. He says here in verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. So this tells me there's an armor that comes from who? God. He says, the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So he's telling us, this is your fight. Yes, it is a mental thing, and the, and the battle is going to rage in your mind pr- primarily. But saints realize, now through the scripture you see, okay, this is, this is who I'm fighting against. This is, the enemy's trying to, I'm not warring according to the flesh, and I'm not wrestling with the flesh. The, the, the enemy is trying to use people, or, 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 or even just, he's trying to whisper in my ear, he's trying to convince me to do things that are contrary to God. But we look here, and he's telling us that there are wiles. This word in the Greek means systematic forms of attack. Meaning systematically, the enemy is going to try to break you down so that you give in to his lustful pleasures and desires. You give into to his will. It's the wiles of the devil. And the culture is going to try to pressure you. There's nothing wrong with that. Man, y'all tripping. You don't need to do that. And, and there's nothing wrong with this. And, and the enemy is going to try to convince you that, that you're wrong for doing what's right. Wiles. Meaning also that he knows what you like and what you don't like. He's going to tempt you. He's going to test you. And we need to talk about this more in the church. We need to talk about how you you get saved and how you continue to walk with Jesus. Because people get tempted and they don't realize, wait a minute, the devil devil knows that. The devil knows that. Oh, and he's going to send him. He sent the devil, tried to send him. You know I got rid of June, You know, oh my goodness, and how are you going to call me now? Some people got a hustle in them. So you at the business meeting, and here comes a, 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 you know, God's trying to deliver you from that. And then here's, hey, I got a business opportunity. What you think? We can make some money on the side, you know. And you don't worry about it. There's no, no, you don't have to worry about anything. This is a perfect opportunity. The enemy knows what you like or what you got delivered from. He knows how to test you. That tempt you? He's been watching you from the moment you came out your mama's womb. He knows. He knows what what he knows. What grandpa did? He knows what great grandpa did. He knows what daddy did. And if he can release that curse over your life too, can I have an amen, y'all? Yeah. Is this real life stuff, y'all? This is what we need to deal with. If he knows he, the same curse that was on them, he's going to try to get it on your life. So you have to fight it. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to fight. Because the same demon that tried to get them is the same demon that's going to try to get you. And the same demon that's going to try to get your kids. But somebody got to break the curse and say, devil, you're not going no farther. Somebody got to break the curse. These walls of attack, we're going to break them. And what happens is somebody has to stop this. And so Apostle Paul is teaching us. He's saying here. He says, put on the whole armor of God, verse 11, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And this goes back to the high places. He says, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. He says, therefore, because of this, take up the whole armor of God. Somebody say whole armor of God. He says that you may be able to withstand in the evil day And having done all, he says to stand. He says, stand therefore. So this issue here, and I preached about this uh, a year ago or so. The issue is, who's going to give up ground? Because the issue is standing. There has to be something in us to say, I'm not moving. You know, the scripture says this, resist the devil and he will flee from you. I'm not going anywhere.
1: Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net.